it's Sarah Hodgson. Welcome to another episode of Life Unleashed. So this is a special episode focused on the upcoming U.S. holiday Thanksgiving, but it pertains to any holiday event where you're having people in, you're a little more harried and busy. Um, So whatever you're celebrating, whenever you're celebrating it, this uh, episode is all for you. Sometimes it can be a little hard for the dogs. Remember, your home is their den. And they don't understand the concept of friends and family and housekeepers and strangers coming to the house. So it kind of shakes their metaphorical snow globe. So I'm going to take you through the day. And I'm going to assume you know nothing. I'm going to assume your dog has... um, no concept of how to behave properly or regulate their emotions and impulse control when people enter the house. If you're one step ahead of everybody else and your dog knows how to greet people, then hallelujah to you. Okay, so first things first, I want you to think about it from your dog's perspective. Your home is their den. It's where their parasympathetic nervous system should get triggered. That's a big word. Fun fact, parasympathetic, sympathetic nervous systems are black and white. They're one or the other. Parasympathetic, if you forget from high school biology, which I did until I read about this in a scientific journal, is the rest and digest. It's the calm emotional state where we feel safe with where we are and who we're with. So generally speaking, we hope that your pets, kind of their parasympathetic nervous system is what they feel when they're in the den or in your home with you. Then we have the outside of your home where they may go potty or play. That is their territory. So some dogs like to stand at the window and bark at passersby or the mailman or the delivery people when they come near your den, a.k.a. your home, near the den, but they're barking and their mind kind of drives people away. So if you have one of these dogs, actually bringing people in can trigger a lot of dysregulation because for weeks they've been barking at people. People haven't approached the the den, your home. Now all of a sudden people are being invited in. You're happy to see them. You have this vision that the day is going to go perfectly and whoops, there goes the dog out of control. I want to help you avoid this. I really do. So I'm going to take the day kind of moment to moment, but you must think about it from your dog's perspective. If you have a wonderful home life and your voice is never raised and you cater to your dog like I cater to mine, then a sudden influx of people, the sudden stress level that goes along with having people over can really tip the dog into kind of a distress mode. Remember, they smell your hormones like perfume. So if your adrenaline's high and you're revved up and you're a little stressed out because every little thing's not in the perfect spot, your dog's going to pick that up and not digest what you're freaked out about, but just that you're freaked out. So pair that now with people coming in. The dog may have a little bit less enthusiasm as you do coming through the door. So what should you do? Here we go. 
We're going to go kind of number one through five, and I may add a few bonus numbers for you. This is the one day where I agree a tired dog makes for a calmer household. I don't like running dogs ragged in order to get them to behave, but on these special occasions, when you wake up in the morning, take them someplace that they love. Let them run. Let them play with their friends. Let them sniff a mountainside as you walk alongside of it. Get your dogs really fulfilled. You know, let them run and play and have some fun. So the morning of, plan at least a half an hour to an hour excursion adventure with your dogs so they really get their fill of excitement before everybody arrives. Next, make sure you put alerts and alarms so you don't forget their feeding, um, you don't forget their potty runs. As soon as you start juggling 16 balls and a sledgehammer, the dogs kind of become a second thought, as I can attest. I've done it myself at times. Not that I'm proud of it, but um, don't forget your dog's everyday necessities. If you have sleep trained your dogs, you know your dogs predictably rest between 9 and 12 don't touch it. Make sure that they're getting their appropriate sleep because if they are overtired and overstimulated, it makes for a wicked brew. Okay, so now we're going to make sure that your dogs are getting the right amount of rest, the rest they're used to. You're going to make sure you play with them. The next thing you want to think about is some self-soothing activities. And I always encourage people to find a bone or a chew or a busy toy or a game that rocks your dog's world. You want to find something that's special just for these occasions because they're going to, you know, they're going to fester and not be as excited as you are to have strangers, A, and B, to lose, you know, your attention and C, have all these smells that they can't get to. Um, it can be kind of a frustrating scene. So we're going to give them an insatiable chew or toy so that they can, you know, chew it. They feel a lot of adrenaline, anxiety when people come in and you just want to give them something to fester chew. I call it a fester chew so that they can chew their angst away. Here is the next most important thing I'm telling you right now. If your dogs are deregulated at the front door when people come in or when the doorbell rings, please gate them or crate them away from the front door. The drama of seeing relatives or friends you haven't seen, hugging, coats on, coats off, and a dog having a totally different mental experience is the worst way to start off a visit. So you want to remember that your dog's hyper arousal, that, that, that jumping like crazy dog, is a is a mental state that's kind of like a hump. Like they'll get hyper aroused and then they'll calm down. I liken it to like if you're at a baseball game and somebody gets a home run, you like do the wave and you jump up and hoot and holler, yay, yay, yay. And then you calm right down. Dogs are the same. You can put them in a, in a distant room with um, some music playing. Dogs like reggae, dogs like soft rock. So it kind of drowns the sound out. You could have a family member sit with them until they calm down. 
when they're greeting newcomers, if they are not aggressive, they're just kind of whirling dervishes, if they're not aggressive, then after the person is in, you can give them some high-value treats like dried chicken or a hot dog or something, have them sitting calmly at a table, and when your dog approaches to sniff them, you can just have them throw hot dogs or chicken up in the air like they're an animated Pez dispenser and let your dog get used to them after they've been acclimated in the house. If you are concerned your dog might bite anyone when pushed to the brink, as holiday meals and festivities will do, put them on a Baskerville muzzle. Every single one of my dogs, and, and I've got two littles, two bigs, Every single one of my dogs has been conditioned to a muzzle. I think it's critically important that it not be seen as a negative thing. There are many cities in Europe where you can only walk your dog. Every dog has to be muzzled to walk in the city. They're not bad. They kind of prevent your dog from reacting impulsively in a way that would derail your day. So if you're at all concerned your dog might snip or bark at somebody when they just get up to go to the bathroom, it's not a bad idea to leave a muzzle on them. If you're not concerned, let them walk the house, but make sure that you leave your dog dragging a leash. I want to underscore the word dragging. Do not hold the leash. Like 98% of people don't even know how to hold the leash. They hold it so tight, the dog's choking. We don't want to do that. Let them drag a leash. So if your dog gets excited or a little overstimulated, if the kids are playing, you can calmly stand on the leash and offer them treats for paying attention to you. Write down all the words the dogs know because... They have learned English as a second language. So anybody who says sit to a dog that sits has like the secret sauce. They know their words. And that's really cool. Think about being in a foreign country and someone comes in and speaks English. Anybody who even remotely speaks a language, however broken or, you know, askew or out of syntax, will, will light up your brain. Same way someone who knows sit, wait, watch will light up your dog's brain. Uh, the last thing I'll say about people in your home, if you have a dog that's particularly nervous of people and you can condition them to the sounds of treats shaking in a cup, it's pretty easy. You put treats in a cup and you shake it and reward your dog. Um, if you have a dog that is conditioned to that sound, everybody could have their own personalized treat cups. You can put their name on it, stickers. I love using cleaned out gum containers. But everybody can have their own treat cup. So every time the dog approaches someone new, they can shake the treat cup, ask the dog to sit, give them a reward. The dog's going to suddenly see the bright side of having extra people in the house. In terms of people bringing another dog... That's a big distraction. So ideally, you introduce the dogs ahead of time if that's possible. If that's not possible, try to get them to meet somewhere neutral, like drive a few blocks over. 
take the dogs for a walk so they're walking side by side. And the goal is when the dogs look at each other, you shake the tree cup and you you say, good, shake the tree cup and offer them a reward. Or if you're just offering it by hand, say good or yes when they look at each other and give them a treat. So their first association isn't on a strained leash where they're like trying to claw at each other. Walk them side by side, then walk them into the house after they've become accustomed to each other. And if the first moments are a little scary, again, stay calm. You can walk them one behind the other. You can walk next to each other. But some dogs just get reactive when held on a leash. When they come in the house, ask the visitor to keep their dog on a leash for an hour or so, if not the whole night, so that your dog doesn't feel like their territory has been completely run over by all the activity. Okay, next we're going to talk about the meal itself. I tell this to everybody. What is your dog focus on the minute you walk out the door? And everybody says, bar none, the ground. They love to sniff the ground. Some dogs are, you know, love to pick up stuff, sticks, acorns, uh, you know, nibble on the grass. Dogs love the ground. There's so much sensory information in there. Enter the human household where I, like most of us, pride myself on a sanitary floor that is spotless. To my dogs, it's boring. I have put toy baskets all throughout my house. When I give my dogs a treat, I toss it on the floor and say, find it. This to at least brighten up their floor experience in my house. But now ask yourself, when I'm in the kitchen, where do I focus my attention? When I'm in the kitchen, where do I prepare the food? When I'm in the kitchen, where do the most smells emanate from? And the answer universally is the counter. Now, it's one thing to bake some brownies or, you know, some rolls. But when you're talking about roasting a ham or roasting a turkey or cooking up some meat, well, that can be a little more enticing for the average dog. So what do you do? If you're starting ahead of time or your dog is comfortable in a crate or gated room or even your bedroom, you can put them in these spaces while you're preparing the food, while the food's getting on the table, while you're eating the food um, with, you know, a satisfying chew. Maybe you've done uh, the first step, which is tire them out a bit so they won't mind. If you're closing your dog off anywhere outside the main area that you're in, please put some music on to drown out the sound of all the joyful activity. Now, if the dogs are in the room when you're cooking, you're like, Sarah, I can't leave him in a crate. He'll bark his head off. Sarah, I can't leave him upstairs. He'll bark his head off and he'll claw my door. Sarah, I think it's too mean. Whatever. If they're in the same room with you when you're preparing the food, leave them on a dragging leash. In fact, if you have enough people around that your dog is comfortable with, you can ask them to take your dog on a leash and just sit on it. Give your dog a blanket to sit on. Have someone sit with your dog, either holding or sitting on the leash, giving them a bone. If that is like a no-go and you're like, nope, Sarah, not doing that, not doing that, 
my dog's going to be in the kitchen while I'm cooking the turkey. Then what you want to make sure you do, especially if you're a sharer and you want to share a little of the feast, what you want to do is make sure that your dog is on a blanket or a mat and that you put any scraps that you want to share with them in the bowl, not feed them from the countertops. And as much as my dogs are well-mannered and I love them dearly, I would never in a thousand years leave them alone with the turkey fresh out of the oven or the beans or the sweet potatoes on the edge or precipice of my countertop. I just wouldn't do it. Yeah, I could I could roll the dice, but you have to remember dysregulation, lack of emotional control, and impulsive behavior happens. It's like an allergy. They can take so much and then they just lose it. So maybe they've been calm when introduced to new people. Maybe they've welcomed in a new dog and are having fun with that dog. But then if you ask them to stay in the kitchen by themselves, when the food is on the counter, they're not likely going to be able to do it. So you have to proof your environment for your dog. Okay, now it's feast time. What to do with the dog? If it's possible, crate them or put them in a, a comforting room with some toys or treats so you can just enjoy the feast and not have to worry about what your dog is doing. The other option is to tether them to something immovable so they can lie near the activity but not in the middle of it. If your dog hasn't ever been tethered, that's not a good choice because sometimes they get a little antsy in the beginning and you want to be there to like soothe them and tell them it's okay. Um, if your dog's used to being tethered, that's a great way. You just secure them to something immovable so that they can see the feast but they can't quite get to the table or people's laps. Um, you can also ask someone to sit on it. I call this anchoring. You just take the leash, tuck it under your bottom, and your dogs will settle down at their at your side. If at any point you're being frazzled by their dysregulation, please get them out of there. It's just not worth it. This is a one feast day. You want to have a good time. Dogs will survive. Even if they you put them in their crate and they bark for the first five or 10 minutes just because they want to be with the company or they don't want to be locked up, let it go. Let it go. They're dogs. They will survive. Give them something to do. Play some sound-canceling music. If you think they're thirsty, you can leave them some water, some ice cubes. And the most important thing is that you enjoy this day and help organize your dog around this disruption in the happiest way you can come up with. Everybody's giving him a treat. Everybody has a treat cup. Those are all good things to do. But at the end of the day, it's an important day to celebrate with your family. Make sure your dog is well-mannered and behaving themselves. Okay, so to wrap this up, we're going to go over our five key points. Number one, take them on an adventure, tire them out before anybody arrives. Number two, keep to their normal eating and sleep cycles. Number three, let them drag a leash. If you have to take them away from the door when people are coming in or you want to step on the leash to prevent jumping, leave it on. Dogs are very comfortable with the leash. 
dragging the leash. I always cut the handle off and call it a dragging leash. It's not for people to pick up and drag your dog around. Number four, remember, your dogs don't have to greet the company the second they arrive. It can be very, very loaded, a lot of emotional deregulation and impulsivity. So if your dog's not mastered the art of greeting calmly, put them in a back room, gate them, put them in their crate or the backyard. You can let somebody stay with them, but wait until the people are in and the you know emotional greetings are gone. Now, sit them down, give them some treats. You want your dog to think of newcomers as animated Pez dispensers. Each person can have a treat cup as well for when they're moving around the house and the dog might come up to say hello. If you find your dog is aggressive during these greetings or a little overstimulating, feel free to muzzle your dog or maybe have them greet the person off property and then have you walk in together. And finally, plan out your mealtime situation. Do you want your dog to be a part of things? If they're not accustomed to a tether, maybe you start today getting them accustomed to being tethered onto something immovable. Would you like to tap someone to hold and sit on the leash during the meal? That's also a possibility. You can always isolate your dogs during the meal in a crate or a quiet room. That can be more relaxing for them. It's hard for them to sit around watching everybody eat and they got nothing going on but a plastic chew bone. Okay, and before I go, a bonus tip. Many dogs are calmed down by CBD treats, which you can buy at the pet store. If you think it will help, test it out a few days before. See if your dog is calm. Um, They also have pheromones that can be calming for dogs. So by all means, check those out, um, and you can grab some before the big day. Take care, have a wonderful Thanksgiving, and I will see you here next week where we're going to answer our viewer Q&As. Happy holidays.